Would you please pray with me? Loving God, as you know, we are travelers on a journey, fellow pilgrims on the road. Give us the grace to help each other walk the mile and bear the load. As we dig into this letter, into your word, as we find it in scripture, may you dig into us and plant the word that it may take root and grow and bear much root, rich fruit. This we pray in your holy name and in your many names, and may the people say. If you received my email this week, you know that in worship we are paralleling this faith study that Lisa mentioned that is starting today and going on Sunday afternoons and Wednesday evenings. It's a very rich time in the life of our church because we also have this year-long Bible study that is starting up, which some of you may want to go and learn about this afternoon as well. When we gather in the parlor for the faith study, we're going to listen to one of the hip, cool, fresh new thinkers in American Protestantism, Brian McLaren, who's written wonderful books, one of them especially called A Generous Orthodoxy. How do we have right faith but do it in a generous way? And in this video we're going to hear, he mentions the French philosopher from the 17th century, Blaise Pascal. Now some of you may have heard of Pascal and the wager that he proposed. The wager is that each of us has a decision to make, a bet to make with our lives. And it's heads or tails. You can either bet and believe that there is a God, or you can bet and believe that there is not a God. And I'm sure that there are some here today who may stand somewhere in the middle of that wager, or on one side or the other. Or at different times, we have all been on one side or the other of that wager. What Pascal also said in his thoughts are, nonetheless, however we make this bet, for God or without God, we are embarked. As he said, vous êtes embarqué, we are literally in the boat. It has already started from the moment we are born, even before we are baptized, we are set sail on some sort of faith journey. And we use that word journey a lot. I actually think we ought to be saying more voyage or adventure, life quest. In fact, the theme for the day that Mr. McLaren has given us is life is a quest. Faith is a quest. I don't know if you've ever noticed the architecture of this space, but it is designed on an old pattern that goes to the Romanesque period. That's why we have these graceful arches and these beautiful columns and turrets. It's part of why we have the beautiful rose window. It is, you've probably noticed, shaped in the form of a cross, which is to remind us of our heritage. But it is also like classic cathedral architecture shaped like a boat. If you were to turn it upside down, this would be the keel of the boat. That's why this room is often called the nave, which is Latin, comes from navis, Latin for boat. It's a fitting image for us to think about because we are all on a journey. When I was first given the tour of this building by David Flanagan, he took me down into the boiler room, which is as big as my house. If you've not been in there, it's quite a sight to see, and I thought I was in the boiler room of a big ship. I used to say it was like the boiler room of the Titanic, but I decided to choose a different ship <laughs> after that. It is a massive room that keeps us heated in the winter, and as you may know, costs us about $50,000 a year to do in our oil heat. So that's one of our challenges before us about how to be more environmental. But the ship metaphor is all around us. 
as we set sail, and it's a durable metaphor because as we set sail, we hope the wind, the breath of the Holy Spirit will catch us and send us places we did not expect to go. Now there's much to say on this subject. I'm going to keep it brief for now because we do have so much going on this Sunday. But we chose the 11th chapter of Hebrews because it reminds us that we are on that voyage. The writer says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. All of these people he mentioned, the people we studied this summer in summer worship, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Sarah and Rachel and Leah and Rebecca, Moses and Puah and Shifra and Miriam, all those people got on board the boat at some time and took the journey. Some of them were deckhands, some of them stewards, some of them captains, some of them first mates. But the important thing to remember as we get on the boat of Christianity is that there is only one captain, and it is Jesus Christ. And however we steer this individual ship, we have to keep asking ourselves, how would Jesus captain the ship if we're to follow that ministry? I'm aware that all of us have enormous choices in religion these days. We could just as well be Buddhist or Hindu or Muslim or an atheist or an agnostic. But we chose to come into this space today that we might follow this captain and try to figure out how to go. You see, we could keep writing that chapter just as John hinted to us. We could say it was by faith that the council gathered at Nicaea to set forth what scripture we should read every Sunday. It was by faith that the mighty emperor Constantine decided that he would give up his pagan ways and become a Christian and devote a whole empire to it, sometimes for good, and as we all know, sometimes for bad. It was by faith that Francis of Assisi and his sister and friend Claire taught us to recognize all creatures of our God and King, to sing together Alleluia, Alleluia, to take a vow of poverty that we might get to the simple life that God offers us. It was by faith that mystics and songwriters like Hildegard of Bingen and Julian of Norwich, these strong women, taught us songs that we sing to this day. It was by faith that Martin Luther, a disgruntled Augustinian monk, went to the door and hammered 95 theses to the bishop, saying this is corrupt and has to change, and set all of us on a reformation that we're sometimes still reeling from. It was by faith that a Swiss lawyer named John Calvin thought we should apply some of these principles of Christianity to the way we run our governments and our cities. It was by faith that his followers, the pilgrims and the Puritans, landed on these shores to set up a new utopia, a new Zion, a city on a hill. As they left the old world, their pastor, John Robinson, said to them, never forget, there is still more truth and life to break forth from the Lord's holy word. And today in the United Church of Christ, we say that God is still speaking, which is John Robinson's paraphrase. It was by faith that John Wesley decided that he should go out into the fields and the taverns to meet people exactly where they were and bring his brother Charles and uh, write songs for them to sing on an ongoing basis. It was by faith that William Wilberforce decided that slavery was incompatible with Christianity and it needed to end. It was by faith that Antoinette Brown was ordained as the first woman pastor 
in the United States in 1853 in a congregational church in New York. It was by faith that Dietrich Bonhoeffer made a plan to kill one of the worst despots in all history and was sentenced to his own death in the process. It was by faith that Dorothy Day decided to side with the poor, to create the Catholic worker movement and teach us all that God has a special place for those who live in poor conditions and it is our job to help them. It was by faith that a courageous young preacher would get up on the Lincoln Memorial and declare a dream that wedded his faith and his citizenry together in an unbelievable fashion. It was by faith that people came to this spot in 1873 to found a church, and over in that spot to found a Methodist church in the tradition of Wesley, and over on that spot to found a Baptist church. And it was by faith that in 1970 they decided to do a joyful ecumenical experiment, and that's why you and I are all here today in the United Parish in Brookline. And I believe that it's by faith that you are here today that I'm here, whether for reasons known or unknown. The blind and deaf Christian Helen Keller said, life is either a daring adventure or it is nothing at all. And I believe that God, in fact Christ, invites us to dare greatly, to get on board the ship, to take up the sails, that we may go forward in this quest wherever it takes us. Amen.